You know, I, I really appreciate this gracious introduction that Ryan gave me, but I don't know why he always has to mention my age. It was, it was almost as if I was there at the original Pentecost. I just missed it by a few years, but, but not much. It's always, always good to come, to come home. Um, you have been in a series called Empowered for many, many weeks, and it's based on Pentecost. And if you're new to the Christian thing, then Pentecost, uh, the word pente means 50. And so 50 days after Jesus ascended into heaven, God poured out his Holy Spirit on that Pentecost celebration and sort of empowered and formed the church, which is a lot about what this series that you've been involved in is. I think you talked about spiritual gifts last week. Okay, we'll be talking a little bit about more about that today as well. But you may not know that the prayer that sort of was really part of shaping the vineyard movement uh, was a short prayer. Uh, and the prayer is called, Come Holy Spirit. That's the prayer, Come Holy Spirit. And it wasn't new to the vineyard at all. In fact, it's an ancient prayer that Orthodox have prayed, Catholics have prayed, Protestants have prayed since ancient times. And I, I don't want you to be confused by the prayer, Come Holy Spirit. The song lyric we just sang is more likely to be the truth of this thing. Holy Spirit, come, make us aware of your presence. In other words, we're not saying, Holy Spirit, I know you're in Toledo now, but could you come down to Florence and, and help us here? That's not what the prayer is about. The prayer is about asking God the Holy Spirit to come and help us. Make us aware of your presence. Manifest your presence. That's what the prayer is about, and it's a great prayer. As I said, uh, you know, we'll be talking about four different ways the Holy Spirit can answer that prayer today, and uh, there may be hundreds of ways he can answer that prayer, but I chose these four. And the reason I did is because I believe that there are people who, today who need God to show up in one or more of these four ways. So let's pray before we get into it. Lord, thanks that you're here. Holy Spirit, we ask that you'd come and manifest your presence, even on people right now who are listening. Make us aware of your presence. Father, if there are folks here that don't yet have any understanding of who you are, I pray that you'd come and that you'd invade their lives right now. That you'd do things that uh, cause them to stand up and take notice. And for all of us, Lord, I pray that you'd, again, make us more aware of your presence. Amen. Okay, um, uh, first, uh, our series suggests that the Holy Spirit come in power. And that's one of the ways he answers the prayer, come Holy Spirit. It's power, and you can see it uh, in the text from the first Pentecost, and I'm going to read it now. This is what happened when the early church was formed and invaded by the Spirit. Um, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting.
Wow. <laughs> Sometimes we read texts like this and we don't really get it. No, it said, a sound like a mighty violent wind filled the whole house where they were sitting. I know that was artificial. That was not the Holy Spirit, in case any of you were confused. But I want you to get a feel for what they actually experienced. This is an event. This is not a thing you read in scripture and say, hmm, that's interesting. No, this happened and it probably sounded something like what you just heard. That, by the way, was a tornado. And, and wouldn't it be cool if that happened in this house? Well, something like that has happened in the vineyard. I said, come Holy Spirit was kind of a prayer that shaped the vineyard movement. Something exactly like that without the sound happened at Canyon High School, and um, here's how it happened. John Wimber, who is the first national director of the Vineyard, asked a man named Lonnie Frisbee to preach. Some of you remember his name from the Jesus Revolution that, that uh, was just mentioned. And when Lonnie got up, he preached a nice sermon. It was, it was fine. And then at the end of the sermon, he said, uh, you know, God's spirit is, is grieved. God's spirit has been quenched in the church, but he's getting over it. And then he prayed a prayer that we just prayed. Come, Holy Spirit, and all heaven broke loose in Canyon High School's gym. You say, what happened? People began to shake. People began to wail and repent. People began to cry out and fall on the ground. People began to speak in tongues, and as the report goes, one young man fell, shook, and he fell down by an open mic, and he began to speak in tongues over the whole of Canyon High School's gymnasium. It was like a heavenly war zone in Canyon High School. Power had fallen on that little group. Eh, there were about a 1,000 at that point in time. Here's the funny part. John Wimber who had invited Lonnie to speak, was really embarrassed by what happened at first. And the reason he was is because he'd invited some of his professor friends from Fuller Seminary to be at the church on that particular morning. And these guys were PhDs and so forth. And so John was, what are they going to think about this? He was an adjunct professor at the time. And he got a lot of feedback, and all of it was not positive, but the Holy Spirit had come in power. Why? Because he wanted the people in the vineyard to be able to do things they couldn't do in their own strength. That's what the power of God's for. He said, well, what happened? Well, 2,400 vineyards later, that's how many vineyards are in the world today. And they are planting churches and they are making disciples just like you are today. That's where the thing got started. It was in power. Sometimes when we pray, come Holy Spirit, he comes in power. And it's incredibly exciting. God's power breaks in on us. But when we say come Holy Spirit, we're not just praying for power. Sometimes... We need something more personal than that. We need something more personal than a jolt of electricity through our bodies. We need something more personal than equipping. Sometimes we just need presence. 
That's the second thing that we, the Holy Spirit can answer. When we say, come Holy Spirit, he can make us aware of his presence. And we're going to be working now, if you have a Bible, from John chapter 14. This is the chapter where Jesus taught the, the most about the Holy Spirit that he did in the whole New Testament. This is the one. If you want to read John 12 through 14, you'll get a real good feel for it when you go home. But John 14 is where we'll be working from. And I got to give you the context of John 14 very quickly. Um, some of you know that this is the night that Jesus was arrested. So think high stress. Or maybe just think of your own life right now. I don't know. Think high stress. Why? Well, because Jesus has told them some things that shocked them. He told them that he was going away. That was bad. He told them that, that, that he was going to be betrayed and arrested. And the, the worst part of it was that it was one of his own guys that were going to betray him. I don't know if you can imagine the stress in the air during that time. And so these guys needed more than power. Are you with me? They needed, some, they needed something else. There was, it was bordering on panic probably. So there's times when we need more than power too. And the way I like to put it is sometimes we just need God up close and personal. Some of you need God up close and personal today. This is one of the ways that God answers the prayer, come Holy Spirit. It's his presence. Jesus began to comfort these guys because he knew they were stressed out. Here's what he said. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may be where I am. You know, little kids sometimes, they, they have a little problem processing when mom and dad go away. Moms and dads, little kids, you ever notice that? And so there's, there's a book called Mommy and Daddy Always Come Back. And little kids need that. And because when mom and dad go away for a weekend, they don't know what's going on when they go away for work sometime. My son was mad at me for 18 years because I went to work every day. <laughs> he never forgave me. I, recently he has. He's only 45 now. <laughs> Mommy and daddy always come back. Do you see Jesus wanting to say that very same thing to his disciples here? He says, I'm coming back. But here's the thing. They needed more than that. So he makes them a further promise later in the chapter, and that is, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So the disciples may have asked this question, how, Jesus? How are you going to come to me? And it's a question that you might well ask yourself today because we haven't seen the physical presence of the Son of God for 2,000 years. How will you come to us, Jesus? And of course, the answer is by the Holy Spirit. He's going to come to us by the Spirit. Here's how he says it to his guys. If you love me, you'll obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world can't accept him because it neither knows him or sees him. 
but you will know him for he lives with you and he will be in you. Presence. And then the promise that I just read, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. Did, did you see the Trinitarian language here? The Son, Jesus, asked the Father, God, to send the Spirit. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Because we do worship Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, and it's right here in the Gospel of John. Furthermore, when Jesus refers to the Spirit as another comforter or another counselor, he is actually saying, I will send you, this is what the literal Greek language means, I will send you another one just like me. Think about that just a moment. It's another one, but just like Jesus. So, you see, the New Testament language calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. All those three titles are given to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Is anybody getting this yet? When you ask, when you say, come Holy Spirit, you get God. You get God. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. He mediates, that's a big theological term, Jesus to you. He mediates the Father to you. You want the Father? Come Holy Spirit. You want the Son? Come Holy Spirit. You want the Spirit? Come Holy Spirit. You want God? Come Holy Spirit. What do you need God to show up for you in today? This is what the Spirit does. He's the administrator of the church. He reveals the Father and the Son. We are not just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not an orphan. If you don't have a neighbor, just say it out loud. I am not an orphan. You have access. Here's the third answer to the prayer, come Holy Spirit. We find it in John 14. It's peace. Sometimes you need peace. Oh, my gosh. On that fateful night, remember, high stress? Here's what Jesus said. All this I have spoken while I was with you, but the Counselor, when the Holy Spirit comes, whom the Father will send in my name, they'll teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. And then he says, peace. Anybody need peace? I won't ask for a show of hands, because right now in U.S. America, we take more tranquilizers and anxiety meds than any other country on earth by far. Anybody need peace? This is not peace through chemicals. This is peace through the presence of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Do not let your heart be troubled, he finishes, and do not be afraid. So the disciples obviously needed peace in this stressful time, and the Greek word also here, translated uh, in the NIV, is uh, a counselor, and, and our passage is the word paraclete. Anybody ever heard the word paraclete? Para means something thrown alongside to help. Parable, when Jesus tells parables, it's something thrown alongside to help us understand an incredible truth that God wants to tell us. The paraclete is an actual person 
who comes alongside to help. And that's why the Bible can translate this same word that the NIV translates counselor, comforter, helper, and even a lawyer, advocate. So all of these things are things we need when we're stressed out in life. And that's exactly what the disciples needed. So when the Holy Spirit comes, when we pray Holy Spirit, very often we get peace. We get peace. When we were first planting this church, I was on a business trip because I had two jobs at the time and we were meeting in a middle school, Tishner Middle School in Erlanger. And so I was on a business trip with my other job and I was down in central Kentucky someplace and the weather was sort of like yesterday morning, you know, it was like a little chilly and rainy and that kind of thing going on. And I picked up a hitchhiker, which we had the guts to do in those days. <laughs> you know, ax murderer, right? <laughs> um, reminds me of a joke, I won't tell it. <laughs> <laughs> so some of you know the joke. Okay. And th this was a young, young man, and uh, I, one thing I noticed immediately is he, he, he was trembling, and he just kept trembling uh, during our ride. And, uh, and so it was time for me to get some, some gas, and so I looked at him, and I, he's shaking, and I said, hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? And he said, okay. And so I got the gas, got the coffee, brought the coffee back into the cab of my pickup truck, and, and um, uh, gave it to him, and he was shaking so, so bad, coffee was spilling all over. I said, hey, man, can I pray for you? And he said, okay. And I put my hand on his shoulder, and I invited the Holy Spirit. And as soon as I put my hand on his shoulder and invited the Spirit, the shaking stopped. And you say, so what? Well, he was shocked. His eyes flew open because they'd been closed, and he was perfectly calm. He said, what was that? I said, that's God. He said, what? Well, from there, I got to lead him to Christ. Isn't that cool? So, so I mean, sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes, he brings peace. In fact, I've been praying for people for 40 odd years, and the most common response I have to when I ask God to come on the scene is peace. What are you feeling right now? Peace. Sometimes we need peace. Some of you need the peace of God today. It's just the way it is in U.S. America today. Shouldn't be surprising. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And who do you get when you ask the Holy Spirit to come? Come on, you're supposed to know this. You get Jesus. You get the Prince of Peace. You ask the Holy Spirit to come, you get God. Kind of fits together, doesn't it? The Spirit can answer the prayer in tons of other ways. Just don't have time to go into many of them today, but I'll give you one more. And really, I, t I tell you, as a pastor, I hated to break up the peas here. You know, pa pastors love that stuff. You know, I couldn't think of a pea for identity. Some of you probably can, but when we ask for the Holy Spirit to come, he reminds us of who we are. That's part of his job. Remember, Jesus told his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. Remember that part we just read? And, you know, being orphaned is a horrible thing. Some of you have been. I think Ryan spent some time in that zone where 
you feel nothing but rejection or abandonment. And it's, it's a horrible place to be, is to be an orphan. And here's the thing. Even people in this room who had great parents feel orphaned. It's a condition. It's called an orphaned heart. You feel abandonment. Mom and dad were fine. You have a family, but you still feel alone. You feel like you don't belong. Like the Radiohead song, Creep. All right, nobody got the Radiohead reference? Okay, all right, all right. All right, all right, sir. Thanks. Just trying to be hip, you know. Radiohead was famous in the 90s. Okay, so I'll catch up. I'll catch up. So anybody can have an orphan heart. Um, so how does the Spirit help us with our identity? Paul tells us in Romans 8. Spirit's involved with this, telling you who you are. Here's how he says it. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. But you received the spirit of sonship. And by him you cry, Abba, Father. The spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. How do you know? The spirit comes, testifies with your spirit about who you are. So cool to know who you are. Because when you know who you are, you can walk in power. Abba is an affectionate term. Some of you know it. That means daddy or papa. So the Spirit enables you to call God your daddy, your papa. There's an intimacy there. You're part of a forever family. It is the family of God, and it's the Spirit who empowers that notion, that knowledge in you. Come, Holy Spirit. Tell us who we are. Remind us who we are. Whatever we need. So that's what we get. I have a, an example of that, by the way. My good friend Rick Evans. Anybody remember Rick Evans here? He's a friend of mine. All right, five people. Okay, I've been gone a long time. Um, <clears throat> Rick uh, was an orphan, essentially. I mean, he had been on his front porch when he saw his alcoholic father drive away. He remembers the station wagon. This is an indelible memory for Rick. He was standing on the front porch. Mom tried to keep him in ho the house. He was the oldest. He came out, saw Dad going. Dad didn't even wave goodbye. That became a photograph of abandonment and rejection in Rick's life. Total orphaned heart. What did Rick do? Well, he acted out on that, and he became a violent young man. He took up martial arts so he could beat the you-know-what out of people. He was an orphan. He was angry. Now, all orphans don't respond in anger. Some respond in withdrawal. Some uh, respond in many, many other ways. But if you have an orphan heart, you know what I'm talking about right now. Dad drove away. Rick became an angry young man until he came into a friendship with this man named Jesus. And Jesus brought him into his forever family. Jesus became Rick's elder brother, as it were, and God became Rick's real father. And the Holy Spirit bore witness in Rick's spirit that he was indeed 
a child of God, and it released power in Rick's life. You say, how did that happen? Well, he began a ministry called the Orphaned Heart Ministry. Do we have a picture of his book up here? Do we? Yeah. You can get this book if you have an orphaned heart. This will be really helpful to you. Rick has gone all over the world talking about how to overcome an orphan heart. Now, you can be a follower of Jesus and still have an orphan heart because it hasn't gotten through yet that you're part of a forever family, that God's your real father, and sometimes we need time to process that. Rick did. It took him years and years, and he's still in process about it. When you say, come Holy Spirit, God reminds you of who you are, and he releases power for who you have to be in your life. See, because when you know who you are, you can do mem memorable, mighty things in your sphere of influence. Why? Because you're confident. You not only know who's, who you are, but you know whose you are. You're a child of the one true God, and he wants to release power in your life through that very knowledge, through knowing your true identity. So, I don't know if you've noticed, but some of these answers overlap to this prayer. Have you noticed that? Uh, for example, where God's presence is, his power is. Does that make sense? And, you know, where God's presence is, there's peace. And where God's presence is, we come into a knowledge of our identity because we rest in that presence and we begin to understand who we really are. You need to understand who you really are. Oh my, when you do, look out. You're gonna become everything God called you to be. So here's a question. Which one of these four answers to the prayer, come Holy Spirit, do you uh, resonate with today? Or which two, or which three, or maybe all four, or maybe one we haven't named? Where do you need to see God show up? Where do you need to see God up close and personal? The prayer is, come Holy Spirit. You may need God's power today. You may need God's power for a ministry he's called you to, and you're so scared that you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, can I just whisper a secret to you? You can't. Come, Holy Spirit. I'm totally dependent on God. I've seen my ministry. I'd rather have his. Or maybe you're a person who is on anti-anxiety meds. I'm not telling you to stop. I'm just trying to tell you to pray this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I need peace. I need peace. You may feel lonely. You need his presence. Come, Holy Spirit. Or you might need to know that you're not an orphan anymore. You may have an orphan heart today. Which one of these four things is sort of resonating with, with you today? Because I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is here. We're not calling him from far away. 
What we need is to become aware of his presence and to invite him into that thing that's resonating with us today. Just raise your hand if this is making sense to you. Okay. Let me give you one more thing to, to say. If you're here some, for some reason today, and you're saying, you know, uh, somebody drugged me here. I used to have a drag ministry. You drag people to church, you know. No, don't take it that way. I drag people to church, you know. I say, hey, come on, come on. The person doesn't even know why they're there, but you drug them to church. So you might be here in that zone today, or you just might be searching. Wouldn't you like to know who your father really is? We're going to be making an invitation for, to respond to any of these four things today, and I added that fifth one. If you don't yet know who your father is, you can, and you can know it today. Let's all stand. Aaron, you want to come up? Hey, Ryan, would you give me that water, please? Thank you. I have an expectation today, and I always do. Anytime we invite the Holy Spirit to get involved in something, you never know what's going to happen. It could be Canyon High School. It could be something a lot less dramatic and more quiet. Um, I was with a couple of friends and we were praying for people uh, with Reset Ministries in Newport, Kentucky. And we came up to a chain link fence where there was a lady uh, sitting in a chair. And we said, can we pray for you? She said, yes. And she got up and haltingly came up to the, to the fence. And we invited the Holy Spirit. Now, we didn't know it at the time, but the lady was experiencing incredible arthritis all over her body. And she was in great pain. And after we invited the Holy Spirit and asked him to come... The, the prayer time went. We asked for anything she needed. She said the pain had all lifted off of her body. She was so amazed by it. So you never know what God is going to do here. But my expectation is that if you're in your heart of hearts, you resonated with one or more of those things, that you're going to come this way when we dismiss. So prayer teams, can you come up right now? Prayer teams, wherever on the prayer teams. Ryan, would you come? Okay, these guys... And I'm going to come down too, and we're going to pray for you that this very prayer and anything else that the Spirit gives us. So if you're in a situation right now where you know you have an orphaned heart, you don't feel like you belong anywhere, you're all the time feeling abandoned or rejected, come Holy Spirit, get it? If you need power for ministry today, if you need God's empowering presence to come and let you know you're not alone, if you need the peace of God or anything else, the prayer is come Holy Spirit. All right? So let me pray one more time over the whole bunch of you, and then I know about 70 of you are going to come up this way. Don't let something hold you back here. This is an opportunity for you. God's here. Remember God. Forget about men and women. It's God. All right, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for these guys. Thank you for the things you're going to do up front in this room this morning. 
we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. Fill our prayer teams with gifts and lots of stuff to give though to those who come forward. And give people in the audience, God, the gift of guts, not to walk out the back door, but to come this way. I ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, come this way. If we can pray with you.